This is Culture A Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and this is a show where we'll deep dive on the good and the bad with Middle East HR and talent experts on their challenges, strategies, and success stories to inspire your own journey. Listen in and get ready to unlock potential and drive results with Culture A. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on Culture A. Today, I'm honored to have a very familiar voice with us back again, Sana Ahmed. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? A little nervous today. I hope people listen, but excited to be back. Yeah. Super excited. I'm very happy to to have you back, Sana. And for those of you who don't remember Sana or haven't heard your previous episodes, Sana actually joined us to share her very inspiring journey transitioning from from Pakistan to the Middle East. And today she's come in and she's wearing her hat as the talent acquisition director for L'Oreal for Middle East and North Africa. with uh, a very big passion for cultivating engaging work cultures and a proven track record in shaping employer branding. She's here to give us an in-depth perspective on L'Oreal's talent strategies. It's really so nice to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> I was telling you in the morning that my own family saying, but why does she want you back? <laughs> No, of course, I'd be happy to have you back. I hope I hope it's a good conversation today. I'm excited. I'm sure it mm. will be. Okay, so the purpose behind today's conversation, the first time I spoke with you, it was very much about your own experience and how you felt coming into the Middle East. Now you've been here for a little bit of time, you've yeah. settled in, and you have probably been hit in the face in a good way with a lot of... We can talk about it. <laughs> Let's like, talk about unfiltered. it. Unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. uh, unfiltered. Exactly. <laughs> unfiltered on the Middle East and what it's like to drive TA here. I know it's super complex. I know. Let's jump into it. Okay. Just for those who maybe didn't catch our last episode, can you give them like a, a an idea of how you became the TA director for Mina for L'Oreal? How? <laughs> They're still asking, how did we give this to you? No, I'm just joking. Uh, well, I come with a, a range of expertise from employer branding. I started my career as a marketeer. I went into employer branding. Then I went into people partnering as an HR business partner. I then went to Africa, did a bit of consulting. And then when I returned to my home country around 2015, I joined L'Oreal. Again, as a generalist, worked up the rank. Slowly and steadily became the learning and development manager for GCC and Saudi. Went back to my country as an HR director for a Pakistan subsidiary. And then came the time to decide what do I want to do next. And uh, in L'Oreal, I felt that a very deep talent acquisition stint would be required to equip myself with the right skill set to become a, a, a boss lady or a <laughs> HRD of a bigger country. And that's uh, what drove my ambition for talent acquisition. And uh, luckily, the role was on offer in the GCC. I know the region. Uh, I'd been here before. It's Dubai. It's very easy to live in. It's a great place for your son to grow, for me (laughs) at least. Uh, So I decided to hop on board on this journey. And now I look at six markets for talent acquisition, all the way from Morocco coming into Egypt, Lebanon, Saudi, GCC, and of course, Pakistan. Okay, so definitely not easy markets. (laughs) Not (laughs) easy But really, not easy markets, but primarily because the talent is very passionate. And I think what I love about these markets is that if beauty is about being comfortable in your own skin, it is this region that truly showcases what comfort in skin is. They're honest, they're hungry, they're focused, they have big ambitions, big dreams, they're doers. It's a region with very high capability. So it makes our job very tough because uh, the opportunity set is limited, but the the talent potential is very high. So it's really fun to recruit here. Very stressful, very fun. (laughs) You said it really well. (laughs) You said it really well. And very diplomatically, I like that a lot. Okay, let's talk about the countries that you've just mentioned. 
mentioned, okay, each one of those countries, as you were naming them, I just thought to myself, okay, I know the nuances of that one. I know the nuances <laughs> of that one. I know the complexities of that one. They each come with their own their own set of nuances, okay? Yeah. And that adds a further challenge to the challenge of talent acquisition in general, okay? Yeah. Trying to job match and trying to find the best culture fit and training and all of that stuff, diversity, everything that falls into TA. When it comes to building out a TA strategy, Mm. that is scalable for the region, mm. given all of these nuances in each of the countries. What would you say are probably the top three tips that you would provide listeners to help drive their strategies in the right direction? I think the first will be to know the markets. We're lucky with our structure because while we do have a centralized expertise on talent acquisition, we still heavily rely on talent teams based in the country because the Egyptian market will be different from Pakistan versus Lebanon versus GCC. And it's very important to be on ground to know uh, who exists there, uh, what is the talent like, uh, who's in demand, what capabilities are growing, how is business growing. Talent acquisition is so closely related to business acceleration business growth that if you do not know the business of that country it will be you will start losing out on talent you will start losing out on capability because uh, you have to go beyond the basic fit to say you have this is I, I work for L'Oreal so I will recruit from say the same industry no talent can come from anywhere it could come from Amazon it could come from pharmaceuticals L'Oreal hires across multi industries so I think on ground knowledge is very key and we're, go we're lucky because our structure supports on ground realities as well that would be my first tip that you need to be one with the market and you need to be one with the understanding of the business and its priorities in that market. So in some places, it's a e-com acceleration, but in others, offline acceleration might be more important. Advocacy and digital is very important in some markets today, actually in most of ours. And for others, data-driven decisions are taking a, a more mature equation versus uh, some markets which are still in their infancy, right? So right. it's very important for you to A, know the business and then know that talents working in that market. So market proximity is very key. And I have a star team to help me with that piece. I thank God for the people in Morocco and Egypt and <laughs> Lebanon and Pakistan. And of course, we're here in GCC directly. That would be one. I think the bane of talent existence, you would know, is that everybody wants you to pipeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to know, like, even before the role comes, you need to know 10 people who can do the job. I have not been able to crack this piece, mm. but I have been advised on pipelines. We're trying to look at it from the perspective of that every opportunity that comes through, we should be able to find the best fit for the role, but we should also be able to maintain a relationship with the candidates who are uh, good for the role, but not necessarily the best today. Candidate relationing is very important too, because in my own experience, I've made this mistake that, that I will speak to the best one and we'll go ahead with it, but I have not given feedback to the others to explain to them why or why not. And I think they deserve that, A. B, it helps us open a friendship or a camaraderie in a way that tomorrow, if we have an alternative role where this talent could fit, we're able to close positions very quickly as a consequence. So I think right. talent relationing is very important. And I always say this to the candidate, they will know if they've met me, that interviews are not just for me to assess you as a fit for L'Oreal, it's also for you to assess L'Oreal. Uh, and I think that is very important too, because sometimes you might not find the right role for a person. Maybe this is not the opportunity, but there are a hundred other opportunities at L'Oreal. So it's very important to give the right understanding of our culture, uh, of any company's culture, of our ambition, of our business, or the kind of people that you will be working with 
campaign so that within that narrow 45 to 60 minute video the candidate takes something out of it in a way that tomorrow if there is another role they that they are interested in applying if they didn't get this one they're still able to connect with you so right. i think that openness is very key at l'oreal i'm only going to speak about l'oreal but we really do appreciate our candidates getting in touch with us uh, because uh, we are humans and sometimes we forget i forget all the time <laughs> but i love uh, candidates who come back to me and say that sana you'd spoken to me and you'd said not this role but here are two other roles that have just opened can we connect on this i love that and i think that's the perfect stage where i want to operate that talent is able to approach us with their interest we are able to approach alternative talents and we know the business needs well so we're able to project for future needs future capability and know what's available in the market and i think that's the baseline of talent acquisition you need to have a very realistic understanding of the market yeah. because you can't ask for apples when we're growing oranges okay that there's so much to unpack in <laughs> just that oh so my that, god cuz that's the summary of my year <laughs> there is so much to unpack okay pipelining the ideal state i completely understand what you're saying i don't to be honest with you really honest with you i've been based here for 27 years i've worked in this in these markets for 17 years i haven't seen a company that's been able to nail the pipelining piece not in a way that there's such a structured approach to it that it's never fails so it's a really hard one understanding the market knowing the behavior of the candidates in the market 100% so key yeah and as you said if you're able if your business allows you to create a structure or create a function where you have individuals based on ground who understand it better than you then by all means build it that way because you're going to get the best insights yeah and on your on what you mentioned about candidates reaching out to you this is something that actually came up in I was recording a podcast episode yesterday and candidate experience came up and I was saying not only does it if you give them a great experience and a great touch point not only do people come back to you when they see another role advertised or if you give them feedback but i've also been in a position where they contact me for someone else like they refer people yeah. and they're like i saw this i know they'd be good i know i wasn't good for it but blah 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 and yeah. that we're very much living in a region where it's built on like a relationship culture so it's very much connection based and the minute that you establish that with people in a professional setting in a personal setting it helps to open so many doors So yeah. the fact that you're able to highlight that already is incredible. I'm glad I hope my boss is listening this. <laughs> that i'm gaining momentum but i think uh, this uh, and like i said the nuances are one of the i don't know how to pronounce this word uh, nuances nuances of the region one is that we live on relationships and this region is built on communities yeah. and i think even the talent communities are so generous that if you're able to build that honest connection with them you're sorted so yeah. i really try but like i said for me a key requirement that i think my team and i continuously work on in any of these markets is not to project something which is ideal of l'oreal we really try to make sure that we are real yeah because this is who we are and we're not perfect we're very good it's true but we're not perfect right yeah. and like, the reality you know, of what you just said all of that building that up for tea is very difficult yeah it's not easy to do and we can sit here and talk about the ideal state and how great it is but the reality is it takes a lot of work a lot of effort a lot of engagement a lot of research a lot of data to be able to structure anything true and a lot of honesty oh. to be able to tell a candidate that this role will have this challenge this mm. is where we are on our journey these are going to these are the stakeholders you'll be working with this is what still needs a solution this is where we have strengths so what i genuinely value about the group before i even came into talent acquisition was the honesty and integrity with which we work and the transparency that we 
have on feedback and i think uh, the talent acquisition role has given me the green light to share a piece of that culture with the talent communities as well uh, sometimes regarded very positively and sometimes not like mm-hmm. you know but it is uh, who l'oreal is and uh, like i said i'm a proud ambassador and i link it to the fact that you asked me that what made me interested in the ta role it's my love for l'oreal honestly mm-hmm. speaking i am a I'm a fanatic uh, of sorts in terms of that I I work for a great company and I have that kind of passion and I'm lucky that I get to work in a company that is very close to my value system and it's fun on the inside but it's a honor to share it with people who are not a part of that so this is my most favorite part of talent acquisition the one where I miss is that oh, I get to work with more external people than internal people of course but I think the biggest honor that I have is to give for my team and myself I'm not doing this alone is to give a little window into life at l'oreal very honestly to the talents in mena like you know and i yeah. really enjoy that and i take that responsibility very seriously along with my team along with the hiring managers to make sure that candidates understand what they're signing up for it's a it's a company with very high ambitions a lot of innovation a lot of entrepreneurship a lot of freedom and you have to do right by it i link it also to a good practice that we have for example um, not just for talent acquisition managers but even all our hiring managers can only recruit once they have a license to hire because for right, us right they're trained they're trained uh, right. to give and not because uh, to say that okay you need to say this and this we have no set of standard questions or any kind of testing that's not who we are but they're trained to say that your candidate is important and you need to manage their experience because they've given you their time right. so candidate experience is very important for us how to ask a question which helps you get to the right answer as opposed to which focuses on the experience of the person as opposed to where it's coming from etc but it's mm-hmm. very important to to be able to respect a candidate in a way that you're able to give them the right window into l'oreal's culture and also be able to ask them fear questions mm. that give you an insight into the capability to match the job descriptions and not just do random evaluations on who they are as people because right. that's not our job so i really and it's I, not going to help l'oreal at the end of the so, day if you're looking at retention you might get people through the door that way but you're not going to keep them true and uh, th- that's the biggest challenge so i think uh, one of the great things that we've done is that all of us are actively training retraining i look at mm. the training almost every 3 months just to remember that am i missing something that i can do better in order to service the market so yeah. i think this is very key uh, and and a definitely a, a unique thing that i've seen at l'oreal and can i ask you in terms of like attraction strategies mm-hmm. maybe without going in don't give me anything you can't give me but okay. attraction strategies i can't give you anything you can't give me anything mm-hmm. no the podcast <laughs> is over um <laughs> no if you look at attraction strategies right honesty you're saying transparency honesty just being candid about what the culture is like how do you implement that in your attraction strategy how do you market that externally okay i'm going to give you the example from my home market okay. pakistan yeah because okay. uh, it's in the past but sure. i'll explain this to you it's a good example when i became the human resource director for l'oreal pakistan i told my team that we will not be hiring any digital agency uh, to manage our employee branding projects okay because not because the agency wouldn't do a great job the agency will do a great job at it but is it true is it who we are every day or is it curated it's the level where we need to achieve and this is what we want to show our candidates so i told them simple khalas finish we will put in what we have done so if it's happening live mm. shoot it show it like if it's 
we will only show the reality of what we're achieving as opposed to what we want to achieve okay. and as a consequence of it on our insta insta handles in most of the countries if you see and i think the strategy is very common across in mena that you see life at l'oreal for what it is it's happening it's life it's who we are it's what we're doing every day so as a result of it one of our key attraction strategies is to show are every day as is as okay. opposed to curate what it could be like or mm -hmm. what it should be like so i think that gives people a very realistic understanding of l'oreal and you can quiz talents in the market to say that do you know what, is it what the company yeah. is like and and uh, they'll be able to validate i think the second piece is we're always on campus we are always ensuring that our business is connected with talents as well that is also very important because at the end of the day people come to work for the challenges the opportunity to grow so we have to be very honest about the opportunities at work on on our challenges on what's going to excite you to do this role and then the next role is sector sector so i think our uh, business interviews our uh, leadership interviews are very key mm. because we lay it out for them and i think that really attracts good talent because good talent wants to work at the it's maslow's basic hierarchy that you want to work in a company where you belong where you feel you can be comfortable in your own skin where you are challenged enough to want to achieve to be excited about your every day but you have a team available to you who's going to help you grow and in case you fail they'll catch you that's like about that. it at the very basic of what talents want is this so we have a big responsibility as the hr team of l'oreal to create that kind of culture and then we have a big responsibility to be honest about the great things at l'oreal but also where we are evolving we are growing we are very vocal visible about these things as well uh, and that really helps i'm going to give you this purely my perspective when i hear l'oreal as a brand i think of something that's super solid like as a brand it's super solid that's all i can really say mm. in terms of how do i feel about this as an organization and to be honest with you i think that's a really good thing yeah i was about to say thank you yeah it's a really <laughs> it's a really good thing it's very hard to cultivate a good perception in the market it's so easy to have a negative impression of an organization whether from their past employees current employees initiatives beliefs whatever it might be that might leak out into the market can really alter a person's perception on the brand and what it's like to work there the internal culture i don't have any of that perception and i'm very far removed from l'oréal i'm I, i have no affiliation no involvement i don't know anyone apart from you that's working there <laughs> uh -huh. yeah so i don't so my perception isn't influenced by anything but it's very solid and I, for me i just feel like it's one of those organizations you can enter and as yourself stay in yeah. and grow in and learn in and just you can have this evolution of your career in and i feel that way when i'm so far removed so coming to my question because i was going to ask you this later on i wanted to touch on the point of personalization in ta of mm. getting that connected feeling to the brand feeling as a as an external party it's something you want to be a part of I want to understand from a candidate perspective how do you ensure that that candidate proximity that they Yes, how do you build that connection? I think it's the the magic of talent acquisition teams at start uh, mm. because I'm just one of the many yeah. at L'Oréal and I think uh, their first connection with us and like I said uh, the uh, the freedom to go beyond and the freedom to be ourselves in the interview even when we are assessing the candidate like I said uh, we have been told that the candidate is also assessing us so we the freedom to be ourselves I think is the first place where they say okay 
this is a l'oreal person mm. and this is how they behave like you know so that's your first window whether you like it or yeah. not they are assessing you as well then the hiring manager interview is very key and then we always have a stakeholder interview and a n plus 2 interview we are uh, we have we try to make sure that three rounds of interviews but there are many attendees within the landscape of it but the reason is not because we that we just want to evaluate the right fit it's also to give the candidate a window into who we are and they're seeing it seeing it from the perspective of the team that is in charge of building talent bringing them in it's our job to make them happy to, uh, to give them that knowledge but when they meet the hiring lines when they meet the stakeholders when they meet the business leaders when they meet the hr business partners they're able to see that either it's all going to be similar and that's great uh, they're able to they see the discrepancy they'd know and i think the joyous part of l'oreal is that l'oreal talents are generally known to be eager uh, to want to innovate to want space to grow and mm-hmm. to do things because a beauty and it comes from the fact that we all love beauty and we want to create beauty that moves the world that means we're all very passionate about doing things up and beauty is changing form shape and size as you grow from one from one year to another as you grow from one role to another in your life etc i think the the continuum or the similarity in the recruitment process itself mm. is the window for the candidate right, right. like 100%. you know and of course on a more operational part staying in touch with the candidate post the recruitment process even if they didn't get the job is also very key because it still continues to give you an understanding of what's happening at l'oreal mm-hmm. because when they start following you on instagram or we become friends on linkedin or we send them our newsletters or whatever they start learning and right. they start understanding and they and i hope they start almost, to build a stake uh, yeah i i hope they start building their own space at l'oreal sure. in their head to say that one day if not today and mm-hmm. there are lots of successes as well but for those who don't make it that one day i hope that they think that that i'll be here one day and i want to be here one day because that i think is the ultimate uh, test of ta Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to build a community of talents who can work for l'oreal at some point in time and that's very important to me personally because i'd want to share this amazing journey with so many people i yeah. wish we had more headcounts <laughs> talents of high start hiring oh my god i've spoken like a true hr person yeah. you, you might need to edit edit <laughs> no it's okay i like it i like it raw and unfiltered <laughs> okay right now we're operating we at ta is what i mean we're operating in a very different world than we were in 2020, 2021, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me how the pandemic has influenced your approach to TA? By miles and years, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember TA prior to the pandemic. I think for starters it has it has enabled us to access so many more candidates mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we are meeting talents online and which is uh, now the norm as opposed to a one-off situation so we get to meet talents from uh, across the region. We reach out to more people etc. and i think that's really powerful that the pandemic brought in digital connectivity which was great in order to culminate or connect bigger talent communities and i think that's really helped ta mm-hmm. i also feel that as a consequence of the pandemic we become a lot more efficient in the way we operate because uh, coming to an interview in person coordinating the times for everybody locking meeting rooms the bane of right. my existence like I know, you know i know i know so <laughs> there is never a meeting room or somehow the other no matter how big our offices are like so i think all of this is finished so that's 
great i also personally as i'm working mother and i think in my last podcast i had told the viewers and you that i'm happily married single mother in dubai mm-hmm. like you know i like the flexibility it gives to me to meet uh, talents at my own time and and same for them sometimes like they want to connect at 6 and i'm very happy sometimes they want to connect as early as 8 and i'm glad because uh, and it works for me as well so i right. think the flexibility that's given to both the talent acquisition teams as well as talents particularly to choose slots is phenomenal because honestly speaking coordinating a drive to an office etc etc is a lot of work right and last but not the least confidentiality we like i told you this this entire community of mena is built of talents that are very pro community mm. so we always know someone through another one who knows somebody <laughs> like you know so there's always that 7 degrees of separation right but is it 7 or 6 i forget six, but I six, think it's 6 it's 6 or 7 i think it's 6 six degrees of separation <laughs> uh, but i think it's allowed us to be more confidential as well because when we are having conversations the reality of the situation is that not many people want to know because they're looking for better opportunities or next challenges but mm. they also don't want to upset their current employer so it gives us that space to contain confidentiality so to also i think bigger pools confidential more efficient higher flexibility i'm all for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> some candidates still like the in person connect like you know and we do that right at the end etc but it makes us overall efficient i'm very happy look i agree with you honestly i agree with you i've gone back and forth with people about this so much okay mm-hmm. there are so many employers that prefer to go back to how things were pre pandemic mm-hmm. where it was very much office based in person connections they feel collaboration stronger that way there's always the other side to the coin where people don't maybe don't have like the family tying them down or that they don't need that flexibility as mm. much and they prefer to be in person in the office with that camaraderie of their peers i'm aligned with you because well, i'm <laughs> i like the forewarning okay no i'm aligned with you but i i what i'm interested to to know is because there's this change in how we operate there's also very much a change in what job seekers want from an organization that's come it comes hand in hand how has l'oreal or how would you say maybe you yourself when leading your team when leading the function how have you adopted the expectations of the candidates and made sure that you've implemented them so that you can use them as in your discussions i was going to say as mm. selling techniques you don't need to sell in your discussions externally to tell them why l'oreal's the right place for them or why they're great for l'oreal That's a very good question by the way and makes me think how much of my own experience should I share because I might get into trouble with my girl Agnes or my bosses like you know <laughs> but uh, I sorry. think <laughs> I think for starters L'Oreal for my age particular and I'll, I'll speak more about me yes, like go you know, ahead. and then go uh, certain candidate experiences as well I'm a digital native I'm a young millennial at mm-hmm. the end of the day I feel no difference in connecting with a person over teams or in person because I'm always on my phone. Yeah. Calling somebody gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. Texting somebody I'm fine with. Like you know so if somebody calls me they say but you never pick up your phone. And I'm like yeah because you could just WhatsApp like yeah. you know. Uh, so, Thank you for picking up my phone. So, call, yeah. by the way. <laughs> like you know because I'm so comfortable in typing and that's the reality of some of the generations now too. So I think the younger ones don't feel in that much. Mm. I think so if you're a little bit more senior or you seen the pre and post there is a good comparison available two or three things first is that if a candidate requests for an in person interview for sure it's our job so we will accommodate all requests like you know this is i'm not saying that it's set in stone you prefer meeting in person that's all right that's great from my angle i always explain to the candidates that i do not want a variation in the experience because i would not want the candidate to deduce that if i meet in person i might get through to the next round or whatever or i right. might get selected 
connected versus somebody who was meeting online or it's the other way around etc so we try to make sure it's universal but mm-hmm. if a candidate has a, a, a request to say that i prefer meeting in person or i prefer uh, doing this outside in a coffee shop uh, dubai has that culture of people wanting to meet over coffees etc mm-hmm. i'm i'm very happy to oblige and that's fine because i want to know you for you I want you to be beauty is all about comfort in your skin and that's a, a truly a value and an attribute that L'Oreal hires for your ability to be confident and comfortable in who you are mm-hmm. you don't need to be somebody else so whoever you are and whatever your quirks are welcome <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to L'Oreal. <laughs> My quirks and I was about to say that you know I might get into trouble. I love meeting candidates over breakfast online. <laughs> online. <laughs> so so many people, I think every day somebody sees me have breakfast with them. On Fridays they sometimes might see me in my pajamas also because I'm like I got <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> It's Friday. It's okay. It's Friday. And uh, back in Pakistan, I remember I met this candidate two times over, and uh, both times somehow or the other it was the pandemic. It was COVID. So you see, we were looking the way we do in a in a pandemic. And he said to me, <laughs> "Nice new night suit." Like, <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you. you. I cannot. If you're watching, thank you. And I remember slapping myself to reality to say, either get more professional looking <laughs> night suits, like you know, single single colored, or but uh, we bring ourselves to uh, an interview. you whether it's online or offline and that's what i try to coach my teams on that you be honest the medium wouldn't matter but if the medium matters to a candidate particularly i understand that and it is my job it is literally my job to respect that and accommodate for that mm-hmm. for sure 110% yeah so no problems we will do it the way you want to <laughs> this thing is so funny cuz i can't tell you I'm not going to get myself in trouble but I can't tell you the number of calls I have been on because for during covid particularly we were work from home for a very long time I actually started working from home prior to covid so it's for me been something for years can't tell you the number of calls I've taken where I'm like business at the top oh, and <laughs> I'm like at home at the bottom no I'm wearing my comfy pants or I'm wearing my socks up to my knees like I'm I'm chill I'm relaxed it also helps me to have a more relaxed conversation that's just who I am but I get it is what I'm trying to say yeah guilty as charged like yeah. you know, but it's our job to accommodate people yeah. to be comfortable uh, they're giving us uh, their time it's the least we can do so there are no quirks to it I think online has really given access to uh, L'Oreal uh, to more talents and more talents access to L'Oreal yeah so I'll stay a big fan but at the same time if uh, yeah. you want to meet in a for a coffee or you want to meet at the office many people like to see the office yeah of course uh, that, yeah. that's the thing I've seen in the region that yeah. they like to see your office your place of work so I think that's okay too so we accommodate for these mm. requests like okay I have two more questions for you mm-hmm. and then we're done have I grilled you oh no okay. oh, not at all <laughs> okay <laughs> okay get tough <laughs> I will, I'm going to get tough I'm going to get tough I don't know if you can answer me but I'm going to get tough Look your passion for L'Oreal it's clear Thank you Yeah it it is really clear I It was clear in it huh? Yeah it was, it was really clear episode the first episode we we taped together it's very clear now I know how much you value where you're working and it's clear they value you okay mm-hmm. What's the biggest challenge you can take it as what's the biggest challenge of working at L'Oreal or if you're very hesitant to answer that question mm-hmm. some people are for you personally what has been your biggest challenge in talent acquisition or generally in your stint in your tenure within the hr world so that's another episode okay mm-hmm. <laughs> it's episode been hard three. like you know yeah yeah 
ছিলাম to create that pipeline where mm. even if not today we can hire you tomorrow mm. and i would really i don't think we've mastered that connect with candidates yeah so this is on the candidate side internally at l'oreal we is growing we are always changing things uh, we are always welcoming transformations that we don't need today okay. we need 5 years from now 3 years from now mm. but true to l'oreal we will do them now so there's a lot of change management at play at l'oreal and that's why the learning curves are like steep throughout your 25 30 years at l'oreal you don't need to do this you want to do this that's always the case so i think the challenge comes from the fact that that there is always change is always tricky mm. and you're because we're const- continuously reinventing ourselves continuously wanting to be better continuously transforming and that, that's the culture i love because i'm an always on kind of a person but of course it comes at a challenge because a change is uncomfortable right. uh, change requires you to reinvent yourself uh, change requires you to have uh, resistance change requires you to be okay with disagreement and i think uh, that part i'm still i'm good at dealing with it but i think for me it's challenging in a way that oh why is everybody not thinking like me <laughs> i like being right like you know but uh, i i think uh, for me like i said a lot of the transformations that we are leading inside l'oreal secret are transformations that we don't need today we need them 3 years 5 years 10 years from now we are investing in them today yeah. so there is always going to be that balance between operationally what do i need to do and strategically where i need to operate so you yeah. go back and forth like i said on all the fronts your own self your stakeholders the people who you're taking along with your team your bosses and the freedom to do this kind of really entices you to get yeah. deeper and deeper into it because the only question that our leadership asks if you give such ideas or such transformations if you partake in them is why not let's go and we fail and we yeah. pick up and we go ahead and we fail and we pick up and we go ahead but uh, i think that's how we retain our number one uh, beauty position in the world that's how you drive innovation like, you know because uh, yeah. you're always on to something else that can be challenging at times yeah. too personally i think <laughs> Nah, see now that's where the, <laughs> I'm laughing at my own answer. I think it's the balance of life and work to be able, I I have a big challenge in I'm learning with L'Oreal coaches on how to disconnect. I think mm. many talents would have that that issue too that I'm always thinking. I'm You're always I'm, thinking or you're always available. I I would like to be available always so I get guilty if I'm not but I'm always thinking and I'm always on. It was great in my 20s. I agree. It was great in my 30s also. I'm 36 now. But at some point in time I've realized that I need to be more selective with where I expend my energy because it's not helping. Right. It might be a uh, regressive for the entire system. So I think the joys of disconnect to connect is something I'm learning and I'm a big protagonist for it protagonist means support protagonist y- yes oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god you stopped me with that one 
wedding or you're in a cafe or you are with your husband having dinner you might think of somebody right there to say this is the person i want yeah <laughs> this is what i should have said to the this leadership or yes, this director yes. so you're always yeah. on right so yeah. I, i think that would be it i think i've i've shared too many of my challenges so i i think we should do an episode on this we will as you said episode three it works for me Therapy. i don't mind huh? um okay <laughs> I don't know if I asked you this question in the last uh, episode. I'm going to ask you, okay? I'd like to ask everyone this. Your top piece of advice. Did I ask you this last time? Top mm-hmm. piece of advice for uh, HR professionals that are just starting out their career. Mm-hmm. That's one. And seasoned HR professionals. What would your top piece of advice be for either? So for people who are starting out, I think learn the business and uh, develop people proximity. HR services its employees. You need to understand your employees. you need to know them not just for what they are delivering in terms of their jds but who they are as people what motivates them what engages them what are their hopes ambitions aspirations because your job is to connect all of this long term with the company like mm-hmm. so i would just say that spend a lot of time learning your business and what your business needs understanding your people on how they can deliver so because you are the bridge between both mm-hmm. so when you are capable of balancing this you'll be the most strategic partner to any business leader to say look we want to do this and here is what they want and your job is to culminate this strategy so mm-hmm. i would tell them invest time in in this it's the most basic advice mm-hmm. i would give but i think it's largely ignored because we are so involved in hr processes etc um, it's easy uh, also to get wrapped up in the day to day versus looking at bigger picture yeah. yeah and for seasoned professionals like myself I like to call myself a seasoned prof. I hope I am. You are. You are. I hope I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm not starting. I know I'm just joking with you on this, I know. But I think I will give them advice that I'm giving to myself. I think the world is changing very fast and we need to be continuously evolving. Whether it's with AI or whether it's with technology, whether it's with understanding that how talent expectations are changing. We were kinder candidates. Uh, <laughs> I love the fact that the new age generation is very demanding yeah. and rightly so. I the, love yeah. the change that they're bringing into the workplace but uh, you have to evolve also so I think I am continuously investing time on understanding what does AI mean for HR how can data centricity help us not just report numbers but also use it in order to drive our strategy how is the new talent thinking uh, the talent that is coming into the market and of course for me I have self learned that different phases in my life required my employer to give me different kinds of flexibility and that adaptability right so i have been so as hr you have to also go along with the employee life cycle curve so just because um, sandra was able to give uh, like you know her 100% support at the start of her career and that is what we loved about her 5 years from now if if sandra is not able to do that today because she has 10 other things happening in her life it's fine like you know yeah. so for you to be able to evolve your map your ambitions your career plans for the talent with their journeys also very key but i'm learning all of this whether it's ai is used whether it's data 
Shah's use, whether it's new age uh, generation expectations or how the expectations of my peers or mm. my leaders have changed as I move along L'Oreal as well. Uh, they're not the same people. We're changing every day. So you have to keep up. Uh, you, just because you knew somebody five years ago does not mean the assessment's going to stay the same today. You must keep up. But that's my, I can't give advice, but yeah. uh, I'll tell you what I'm working on. It's a good one because it's you touched on something that's so relevant. It's true. Things are changing. People are changing. People are different. Yeah. You have to be highly adaptable. And as you said, their demands, they are more demanding. This newer generation within the workforce are more demanding. But also what needs to be tweaked is your communication style and how you deliver a message, what yeah. you're delivering, how transparent you are, because they also want information quickly now yeah and a lot of closure a lot of feedback yeah. a lot of mentoring as opposed to uh, boss management and yeah. honestly speaking a lot of a lot more flexibility and like i said i'm a fan yeah i'm a gen zer at heart to be very honest <laughs> do not not hire me for this reason now like you know but <laughs> but you've, you've killed <laughs> you have, it for you, yourself you have to cut this part like you know <laughs> cut this part but uh, no i think uh, talent expectations and technology they are evolving at a faster space i, I remember attending a seminar where we said that change is is the fastest we've known it yet mm -hmm. but it's at its lowest pace today versus tomorrow so as a result of it if we are not evolving and staying relevant somebody else is going to come and be better than us like you know 100%. so who's accountable us yeah i love Probably it that's yeah thank you thank you yeah <laughs> thank you no that was a perfect way to end it thank you so much i appreciate it. i appreciate you taking the time to come back a second time thank you i hope uh, your viewers listen and like i told you in the morning that my husband said are you sure they want to listen to you before you go and record another 40 minutes of your ramblings like yeah, look i'm sure people will take away so much value from what you've said honestly i said hope it. so yeah mm -hmm. it's no it's great you it's like uh, right in the comments <laughs> like, thank exactly. you <laughs> no exactly for everyone who's listening in <laughs> As I say every episode, please share and subscribe to Culture A. If you have questions for Sana about her challenges. Yes, yes, episode <laughs> three successes. in the making. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, if you have any questions for her, for me, for anyone that's been on the show, please reach out because we love to hear from you. We love to hear your feedback as well. Yeah. And uh, stay tuned for the next one, I guess. Um, all the best. With Sana, I think so. Maybe not. Thank you so much, Sana. Thank you.